This podcast episode, while not explicit, contains some gruesome details about violence that may be troubling for some listeners to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Podcast, a podcast with a wide variety of creepy topics for all your true crime, paranormal, and otherwise spooky needs. I'm Thomas. I'm Sparky. We did it one take. We did it one take. Are you sick? Uh, no, but I am ridiculously tired because I woke up at about 3.30 this morning. thought you were going to nap this afternoon. I could not fall asleep, so I just read. Cool. Well, I'm going to spook you to sleep. How's that sound? You can try, but not a lot scares me. Well, that's where you're wrong. I had a lot of fun researching this topic. Actually, I will say this. When I was 10, I was at a friend's house, and they were watching Jason X. What is that, 10? Yeah, and it's the one where they're in space. What? The majority of the movie is him walking down hallways, and then just jumping out of nowhere. So after that, I was a little afraid of the creepy hallways in the apartment building my grandma lived in, (laughs) because they would go on for like... 100, 150 yards of just really poorly lit with doors every few feet. Cool. Anyway, let's dig into it. So, typically, we like to stick with more lesser-known topics. At least I do. Thomas over here doing Black Dahlia and D.B. Cooper, whatever. Hey, they're (laughs) good stories. Anyway, so this week I'm going to be doing a... What you call them? Cryptids? Encounter of a paranormal type thing. I would call them a paranormal cryptid. I'm going to be talking about black-eyed kids. I thought you were going to try and scare me. I got some good stories. I think I counted 11 stories that I got. I'm going to start with facts, like the typical how the encounters are described. And I'm going to go into some stories. Okay? They smell musty. Alright, let's do this. My sources... (laughs) I wanted to check out one particular episode of a podcast I follow, because I remembered it being really spooky. Which? And that's why we drink. Oh. Episode 53. So I listened to that. Wikipedia, webrandy.org, Daily Edge, an old Google discussion forum, Paranormal Connect, Live About or Live About? I don't know. Express.co.uk, Pararational, TBS News. Rare.us, Thought Catalog, a book called Black-Eyed Kids, Can We Come In? Terrifying Encounters, and it's by G. Michael Vasey, and MyHauntedLife2.com. I will say, I give you crap for your research sometimes. It's a lot harder to find stuff about paranormal stuff. Uh Uh-huh. It's not so easy to uh, find reliable sources on cryptids or anything like this i mean when you're doing like a true crime there's always articles but if you look up black eyed kids if you look up bigfoot Loch Ness, anything like that you're gonna find like maybe one website that's gonna have a decent article and then you're gonna find one that's just 
some guy's opinion that has no sources, no encounters, nothing. Just what his personal feelings are on something he's never seen. And there's a lot of those. Yeah, I noticed. I've become a lot better at Googling because of this podcast and using specific types of words to hit things. You know what I mean? I Google like a grandmother. I know. Riddled with spelling errors because I can't see it. (laughs) Black-eyed kids. They're paranormal entities. They're usually described as looking like kids from ages 6 to 16-ish. They have very pale skin, often light-colored hair, but not always. A lot of times they're described as wearing outdated clothes or clothes that don't seem appropriate for someone their age, like they dress like they're much older. Their eyes are either black or there's black holes where their eyes should be. Most people say their eyes are black. They typically conceal their eyes at the beginning of an encounter. Typically when people describe them, they're looking down like they're shy or their eyes are covered with their hair or they're wearing sunglasses, which at nighttime is interesting. They are believed to be ghosts, vampires, or aliens, or like an alien-human hybrid, and we'll get more into that in a little bit. They appear in groups of two to three, sometimes alone, but usually, almost always, it's in a group of two. Only one of them speaks, usually, or they speak at the same time, which is horrifying. Yeah, most of the stories I've heard actually has them speaking at the same time. I think of the ones I found that I'm going to talk about today, only one of them has them speaking at the same time. But every other one, literally every other one that was the oldest one speaking, and the youngest one would just kind of look at them. (laughs) Or the ones that looked older, I should say. Because they might have Benjamin Button syndrome. (laughs) They can appear anytime, but typically it's at night or early morning. And they seem to like Halloween. I read quite a few stories of them appearing on Halloween. And... Sometimes they're seen hitchhiking or standing on streets, but usually they are heard before they are seen, and the encounters usually begin with a sound that all millennials fear. Knocking. (laughs) I I don't know what is scarier, honestly, for a millennial. Someone knocking on the door, or someone asking if you could give them a call? It's a true story. I hate it. I'd rather text. I'd rather send an email. I've been able to reread 50 times before I send it. It sounds weird. I would rather do a video call than a traditional phone call. So, even if you have a doorbell, black-eyed kids will knock. Mm -hmm. And they usually ask to come in and use your telephone or telegraph. Or use your restroom or use your condiments. And we'll get more into that later. Or they just ask to wait until their mom comes to pick them up. Similar to vampires, this is why most people that argue that they are vampires say they're vampires, because they cannot enter a space until you give them permission. Like I said, they're heard before they're seen. People also tend to feel their presence first. Before they even see the black-eyed kids, they will feel fear or dread or sometimes feel nauseated. They may also be able to affect electricity. I've heard a couple encounters where people completely lost power or lights started flickering when they were around, so that is possible. They speak in a monotone, typically, and if they giggle, it's very high-pitched. So some explanations people have for the black-eyed kids. (laughs) Some people say they're kids on drugs and their pupils are just super dilated. But I mean, (laughs) I don't know how your pupils could get so dilated it literally takes up your entire eye. Some of them, which I am sure some of the encounters were this, contact lenses. Yeah, I've seen the the black-eyed kids' contacts. I kind of want some. 
A lot of people say that they're Victorian ghost children that died of diphtheria. Yum. Because that tends to make your pupils really wide. Yeah. Another explanation could be that they're just made up. Such always a skeptic. Yeah, I'm the skeptic. There's pareidolia, which is something that... Basically, if you think about something enough, it'll make itself... Like, you'll see it more because you're thinking about it. How, for example, like, I never noticed Priuses until I had one. You know what I mean? Manifesting. That's the word. People may be looking for them and manifesting them, or just, like, they have so much fear, it's like manifesting them similar to, like, Bloody Mary. And according to And That's Why We Drink... It's like alien-human hybrids trying to assimilate into our culture. See, I've heard alien-human hybrid. I've also heard, like, you remember the the Indrid Cold, where it was like an alien trying to assume the appearance of a human? Mm -hmm. I've also heard something like that. Like, the black-eyed kids might actually be kids that were abducted, and the aliens have basically used their likeness. I don't know that. But think about it. Think about it, though. If they use, like, old, like, Victorian-style clothing and dialect, maybe it was a child who was abducted, and now they come back X amount of years later, and... That's a good theory. Maybe they're too dumb with their advanced technology to realize we've evolved technologically. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. M on, and that's why we drink, also talked about how I could not find it. I looked for... I spent more time on research on this than I have on any of my other ones, I think. Because it can almost drive you insane. So apparently M found an account where someone was abducted by an alien, and on the ship there were, like, tubes incubating black-eyed kids. Oh, I've heard of that one. And they said it was the children of the future. (laughs) So on the website rare.us, they talked about how the black-eyed kids are actually a legend from the Iroquois Indians, natives. They had a legend called the Otcon. This was taken from the book, Your Haunted Lives of Black-Eyed Kids, but I took it off the website, rare.us, because they quoted it there. It's a quote from a book. Yes. The Iroquois Indians believed in a dark power called the Otcon that could take over children and an evil one who would mate with human females to produce black-eyed, chalky-skinned children. These children were killed by the tribe soon after birth, and burned to stop them from resurrecting. Children wandering alone in the woods could also be taken over by Otcon, and would reemerge with black eyes and pale skin, acting nervously while repeating themselves over and over. Their goal was to destroy the tribe and infect all of the people with Otcon. Yeah, I could see someone trying to annihilate humanity. Please? People often say the 1980s was the first sightings, but the first well-documented encounter was in 1996 from Brian Bethel in Abilene, Texas. It's funny because after I wrote the notes on this section, I was listening to Monsters Among Us, and they literally quoted this guy. <laughs> like had a section of interview they played. Oh, that's cool. He seems to be like a paranormal blogger, and he called his readers ghosters, which in context today, ghosting someone isn't a good thing, so it uh, seemed kind of funny. He described an encounter with the black-eyed children, and he's appeared about a million different places to tell his story, and he still maintains that it was real. We will talk about his sighting in just a second. I want to just talk about some more pop culture stuff before we get into stories. There was a movie that was funded and produced in 2012-2013. It's called Sunshine Girl and the Hunt for Black-Eyed Kids. It had horrible ratings pretty much everywhere. 
<laughs> watch the trailer. It's on Amazon Prime if you've got that. And it's one of those movies that looks like it could be so bad it's good. I believe I remember this movie. I remember talk about it. If it's the right movie, it was a crowdfunded project mm-hmm. that delayed, delayed, delayed. And when they finally released it, it was nothing like what they promised investors. They changed the name. They changed the entire plot. If it's the same movie I'm thinking about, because I remember there was a group trying to do a Black Eyed Kids movie. It was something like that. Yeah. It had some issues. So in 2014, the Daily Star in England ran three front page stories about Black Eyed Kids in one week. Apparently, this was during the Ebola outbreak. Oh. So for some reason, Black Eyed Kids were more important to talk about than Ebola. There's a bunch of stories and books written about them and movies. I always think that I want to be into horror movies because I like creepy stuff, but then I try and I hate them. Either because they suck or because they're horrifying. But you remember the movie we watched? Yeah. It was called They Come Knocking. And it was like this family and like a camper and they were in the woods and they ran out of gas and their car wouldn't start. And these black eyed kids kept coming to their camper at night. And then there was like this burned lady. It was weird. It wasn't that scary, though. No. And I'm a chicken heart. It had Chance Crawford in it from the uh, Lethal Weapon TV series. And it was actually part of an anthology series called Into the Dark. The episode was called They Come Knocking. But it's also advertised as a movie. Yeah, because it was like a feature length. It was an anthology series. That was pretty meh. Here is two of the most common stories floating around the interwebs. So first is Brian Bethel, 1996. He was sitting in his car near a $1.50 movie theater, which was right near a bank that had a Dropbox for his internet provider. I remember old movie theaters that only cost like a buck. He was writing a check for his internet provider in his car, you know, wait until the last minute. So then two boys, who he said were about 10 and 14, knocked on his car window. He figured they would ask for money, because typically when kids approach your car, they're either causing mischief or they want money or something. They're by a movie theater that only costs like a dollar fifty. so right. it's like, hey, can we have three bucks? Even though they're just seemingly harmless kids, he started to get a feeling of panic and needing to run. The older boy smiled at him, and Bethel cracked his window open just a little bit and said yes. The kid smiled broader and had creepily white teeth. And they said, hey, mister, what's up? We have a problem. Apparently they had excellent diction. And they continued and said, you see, my friend and I want to see the films, but we forgot our money. We need to go to our house to get it. Want to help us out? Brian basically responded with, uh. And the smaller kid looked up at the older one, looking kind of pained, like, this isn't going well. The boy then said, Come on, we just want to go to our house. We're just two little boys. That usually sounds like, oh, I'm not going to do what you tell me to do because you're playing innocent. That sounds like leading you into a trap. Yup. So Bethel asked what movie they were going to see, and they said, Mortal Kombat, of course. Wait, when did this happen? 1996. Mortal Kombat came out in 94. It's a 150 theater, so it would have been like replays. But it already would have had its home release. I don't know. But Mortal Kombat was playing at the time on the theater. It's a good movie, okay? I don't care what anyone says. Sure. Um, it's definitely a B movie, but it's not a, as bad as the sequel to it was. I just looked it up. It was released in July of 95, so yeah, it would have been in the cheaper theaters. Mm-hmm. I got it mixed up with Street Fighter, the movie. Oh. Also a B movie based on a video game. 
Brian noticed a sign in the theater. They're like it said he's right outside the theater. Showed that the last showing for Mortal Kombat had started more than an hour ago. So I know, right? Kid said, "Let us into your car. We can't get in unless you do. Just let us in, and we'll be at our mother's house in no time." So around this point, Bethel noticed his hand had wandered toward the door, like to open it. He noticed the eyes, which were pure black orbs. And he yanked his hand back. Another thing I forgot to mention at the beginning. They have kind of a power over people, where they compel them to do things they don't want to do. Typically it's not strong enough to make people do things, but they'll start to. That'll be a pretty common theme today. So like I said, the older kids seemed mad, the younger kids seemed scared. Older kids said, come on, mister, you have to let us in. We don't have a gun! Again, that's... <laughs> and Bethel said in his article, it seemed like they were saying, and we don't need one. Like, so Bethel started towards the gear shift in his car, and the kid said, we can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. And that was when he went in reverse and he flew out of there. <laughs> I guess he didn't pay his internet bill, you know. And that's why this article took an extra month to be <laughs> uploaded. But when he looked back, seconds later, they were gone. No sign of them. And he called a friend later, like a couple days or a week later or something. The friend was with a woman who said she had dreamt about black-eyed kids. When Bethel asked what happened in her dream, she said they asked to come in, but she kept all the doors and windows locked and said they would have killed her if they came in. And then she paused and said, and they would have killed you too. Okay, then. So to me, this is kind of an interesting story. It doesn't fit the mold of most. No, because most of them aren't. Really, I guess, benevolent. I've heard of stories of people actually letting them in, but they just kind of have a weird occurrence and then a light shines outside. Oh, they're here, and then they leave. We'll get into those, too. Those are the most common ones I've heard. I only found, I think, three where people actually let them in. Of course, yeah, I will say, every story I've ever heard where they let them in, something happened later on. Mm -hmm. But to me, the the thing that's kind of makes this more interesting is because they start with saying, hey, mister, what's up? What's up is a relatively new phrase. Yeah. And they don't say a lot of stuff. They don't seem to respond to conversation, typically. You can ask them a question, and they'll just say, we need to call our mom or something. They won't respond correctly. It's almost kind of like they're uh, recorded. Yeah. Like they only have so many responses. Mm -hmm. Like they've memorized a few phrases, and that's all they can say. But in this case, and the fact that they could say the movie, Mortal Kombat, is kind of interesting. If they are aliens, and the mothership had been scanning humanity at the time, the movie had already been out for a year. You know, the games were still coming out regularly, creating controversy. I know they pulled the fatality and the bloods out of the Super NES version of the game, and that created a bunch of controversy. Yeah, that along with, because they're also always described as speaking in like an old-fashioned way. And Excuse me, sir. How was that day? Moving on to the second story. This is the other one that, when I first started my research, I know this was widely referenced. I believe it's pronounced Canuck in England. So it's from the Paranormal Canuck blog website, which is a paranormal area in England. In 1982, the author's aunt, who I'm going to call auntie because I don't want to say the auntie aunt, was chilling in Canuck Chase, and... It was about 9.45 in the evening in summertime, so it was still 
light out, but not bright. This was a popular hangout spot, and a lot of times teens would, like, put on scary masks and try to scare people. And Auntie could hear a child screaming, Mommy, help, Mommy, help. And she ran and found a girl that was about six to eight years old running. And the Auntie, thinking that this girl was in trouble, ran after her. And she tripped and got a giant gash in her toe. So she knows this wasn't just a dream because she had to go to the hospital. When she got close to the edge of the dark woods, because this is like, it's inside a giant wooded area. Mm -hmm. The child turned around, looked Auntie in the eye, and her eyes were black. And then she disappeared into the forest, just like turned around and calmly walked into the forest. And Auntie... Getting some X-File vibes here. Right. Auntie later learned that the area was the site of many murders of child killer Raymond Morris in the 1960s. Oh, fun. So in that case, I feel like that was probably a ghost. It does sound more like a ghost. So the author of this blog that this was posted in revealed later that almost 30 years after that sighting, they got an email that someone, a mother and daughter, had been in the same area when they saw a girl, quote, no older than 10, unquote. They first heard screaming and went after the sound to check on who it was that was screaming. And they ran and stopped to catch their breath. And then they turned around. And behind them was a little girl. Oh, fun. Covering her face, quote, like she was waiting for a birthday cake. She had her hands over her eyes, like waiting for a surprise. I thought that was a weird way to put it. Mom asked if the girl had been the one screaming and if they were okay. Then the girl moved her hands. And her eyes were blue. Yes. Wow. How did you guess? No, they were black. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> The mom grabbed her daughter and ran, and when she looked back, the girl was gone. Some of the sites that I found the story on insinuated that it was the same ghost saw years later, but ghosts typically are more like repeated memories a lot of times, it seems like. And this one looked older. And if there was a bunch of child murders there, my thought would be that if it was a ghost, it would have been a different one. Theory. Huh. The killer that was killing these children was killing these children because these children were human-alien hybrids, and he somehow knew about it. Or not. Or maybe he himself was an alien and was luring children to then be turned into black-eyed kids. Great. So another person has supposed video evidence in 2017 from the UK website Express.UK. Someone set up their laptop to film out their front window. I'm going to show you this in just a second. The headline on it is, Over an hour of BEK on video, which is what a lot of people call black mm. kids. The video is eerie, for sure, but I don't think that it's clear enough to be able to see that it's a black-eyed kid. Because you can't really see the eyes. But it is still really creepy. I'm going to show you really quick. Hi everyone, it's Sparky. So we've got a new exciting sponsor. Listen to the end and use code CREEPYLIFE, that's one word, for 20% off your purchase. If you've ever wondered if your house is haunted, it's time to say hello to the bump in the night. This October, the Haunted Walk is inviting you to take part in a massive paranormal experiment. The Haunting at Home is an online interactive audio experience you can do right in your own home, apartment, or creepy cabin in the woods. This ghostly adventure will challenge you to conduct a series of paranormal experiments in the dark. 
It's a perfect night of spooky fun if you love ghost stories or enjoy the thrill of trying to contact the other side. Start ghost hunting tonight at hauntedwalk.com slash thehaunting. And again, enter code CREEPYLIFE for 20% off. I went through this by myself the other day, and I tried not to get too into it because I'm a scaredy cat who has literally been escorted out of haunted houses before. But if you have other people with you and, you know, you're wearing masks and or social distancing or whatever they live with you, being safe, it would be a really great way to uh, experience a haunted house type feel, even though you're probably stuck at home this Halloween. So again, hauntedwalk.com slash thehaunting, code creepylife, C-R-E-E-P-Y-L-I-F-E, for 20% off. So what do you think? Is it a black-eyed kid? Not really enough there to judge. It could have been just someone high out of their mind that went to the wrong house. And stood outside on the porch for an hour. Maybe they were supposed to meet someone outside. They were just sitting there waiting, tweaked out of their mind. But you really can't see the eyes well enough. It's such grainy footage, you cannot tell. So, you may be asking, but Sparky, what happens if somebody lets them inside? Oh, but Sparky, what happens if someone lets them inside? Yeah, I know, that's what you were thinking. Oh, totally. It's weird that you are my inner monologue. Right. A couple idiots, or hoopleheads, as my parents would say, because of Deadwood, decided to find out, not realizing what danger they were putting themselves in. So on the website Pararational, they have a story that was supposedly originally on a site called Haunted Diary. That site doesn't exist anymore since it's copy-pasted, which is pretty much the story of all of (laughs) these things. The story is not well written. It kind of reads like a junior high kid that doesn't know how to write at all. It's in the first person, obviously, because it happened to someone. And I'm not sure of the gender they never referenced, so I'll just refer to them as they. Uh, This person lived alone in a confusing neighborhood. When they were home in the evening, but not really late, like not past midnight, they heard a knock. So they went to the door and said yes, and there's two boys looking down at the ground. The older slash taller child said they were lost, and the younger child needed to use their bathroom. The person let them in. The younger boy immediately went upstairs, even though the person never said that the bathroom was upstairs. But the homeowner or whatever called after and said it's on the right, (laughs) which is nice, I guess. The homeowner told the other boy the phone was down the hall. He said thanks and started going down the hall. Then suddenly, the person that let them in had an overwhelming feeling of dread. The boy got to the phone and just stopped. The homeowner said, Is everything okay? The boy turned around, and that's when they saw the eyes. Sparkling rainbow. Oh, wow. No, they were black. person froze. They couldn't scream. Quickly turned around to try to run, and the younger boy was standing at the other end of the hall. <laughs> I don't like that. So the older one started walking toward the person and said they were there to collect them. The person pushed him away and ran into their front room and locked the door and like stood against the door so they wouldn't come in. Apparently they stayed in that room for like an hour, but I'm pretty sure this is one of those cases of it seems like a long time, literally only a couple minutes at most. Yeah. Eventually they got a burst of courage and ran out their back door to their friend's house who lived nearby. The friend didn't believe them and went back to the house to look for them, and they couldn't find them in the house anywhere. And the storyteller said they now have nightmares about the BEK standing over them while they sleep and reaching out for them. Which, again, I feel like this sounds creepier than the actual story did, because it's very poorly written. But I don't know that it's super believable either. I don't know. Some of these kind of seem more real to me, and some of them... I don't, that one didn't really. This is the one 
that I remembered first hearing on And That's Why We Drink and going, holy cow, that is horrifying. Is this the elderly couple? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, elderly couple lived in a small town in Vermont. One wintry evening, they heard three knocks on the door. They opened the door to see two kids, a boy and a girl. They spoke at the same time. Our parents will be here soon. May we come in? Honestly, I think this is probably the most well-known. I had to dig to find it. Yeah. Because I think this was the first Black Eyed Kids story I ever heard. Really? I never heard it until that's why we drink. And the couple didn't really want to let them in, but they felt bad, you know, because they're little kids. They're like, sure, whatever, come inside. The kids sat on the couch. The woman went to make them hot chocolate. And while they sat there, the husband was asking them questions, and they didn't respond. They just kind of sat there, like we kind of talked about a little earlier. And they didn't answer anything. And again, I think that kind of has to do with, they typically only have a few phrases they say. When the wife came back, she noticed her four cats were very scared of the children and really angry. Then they asked, together, may we use the restroom? And that's when they noticed their eyes were black. The wife led them to the bathroom and went back to her husband, who was covering his face with his hands. She asked, did you see their eyes? He took his hand away from his nose to show that his hands were covered in blood. He had a really awful nosebleed. Suddenly, the power went out. I would probably have peed myself and just laid on the floor in the fetal position at this point. So the wife was trying to make her way to the restroom to get something for her husband's nose. And check on the kids. And the kids were standing in the hallway. Just standing there. And they said, our parents are here. And they walked out the front door. And left it wide open. And outside there was a car. With two adult men standing beside it. See, I was thinking like the headlights were flashing through the window. It could be. The one source that I found that I took this off of didn't have that detail. But that doesn't mean that that's not true. They were very tall and slender men. Which kind of almost makes me think they're... Men in black. But the good guys dress in black. Remember that. In case you ever meet face-to-face and make contact. I don't know that the real life men in black are always good guys, though. They're creepy AF. You mean they're not Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones? Definitely not. The wife waved at them, just to kind of acknowledge, Hey, I see you there. Thanks for taking your kids. No, they didn't wave back. All four of them got in the car and left. The power came back on shortly after. And the following week was pretty awful. If you don't like animal sad stuff, skip ahead here, just once or twice. The following week, three out of four of their cats went missing. And the sad one, they found one dead in a pool of its own blood. The husband also continued to have nosebleeds, really severe ones. They went to the doctor, and he found out he had very aggressive skin cancer, which I looked for connections. I don't see any connections between skin cancer and a nosebleed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also the wife started getting nosebleeds and generally was not in good health after that. And they fully believe that it was from these kids. So my takeaway from this, when I think of an elderly couple, I think of my grandparents. (laughs) Who would let them in? (laughs) I don't know that they would let them in, but my grandma would say, say, what's wrong with your eyes? (laughs) The symptoms they're experiencing are similar to radiation poisoning. Mm -hmm. And some people say that because of that is why people think they're aliens. So, Although typically people that are abducted by aliens don't have much radiation, but what if they're using some type of device to take human form, like camouflage, that is emitting radiation? 
That's true. That's a good theory. So the actual earliest encounter I found was on a website called My Haunted Life 2, submitted by Yanni and Bruggen. And this happened in the 1970s. Disco. Takes place in a Walmart parking lot in the middle of the day. So he was a 12-year-old. His mom had gone inside. He didn't want to go inside. And <laughs> he stayed inside the car and read a book, which I was like, oh, this is me <laughs> as a child. I never wanted to go anywhere. I wanted to read all the time. And he noticed a young boy kept walking back and forth past the car. He tried to ignore him because he was trying to read. Then the boy came over, stared into the car, and whispered, Let me in. Just whispering, let me in. Very nice. Don't love it. The kid locked the doors, but couldn't stop staring at the kids. Black eyes. Racist. The boy stood there staring for a couple minutes and walked away. The kid told his mom when she came out about it, and she told him she also had a strange experience. At almost the exact same time, a woman had approached her and asked for her car keys saying that this woman, the kid's mom, had blocked her in. And the kid's mom was like, no, I know that I didn't. It's a Walmart person, I parked spot, whatever. And you don't just ask for a stranger's keys. Like, hey, I'm going to move your car for you. <laughs> and the woman had... Pink eyes. No. Apparently hers weren't entirely black, but almost entirely. Because, you know, while grays are described as having solid black eyes... Mm-hmm. They actually do have white around the edges. A lot of... Kind of like kitty cats? Kind of. A lot of people that have been abducted describe the white, but also an incredibly large people. Okay, so I have five more stories. Most of them pretty quick. But I really liked these, and I thought they were worth sharing. And I hadn't heard some of them before. So the first one is from that book that I told you I quoted from. The Black-Eyed Kids Can We Come In by J. Michael Vasey. And this one features black-eyed adults. Kind of like the last one. Which you don't see too often, and I'll tell you my theory about that in a little bit. So this particular story was submitted to the book by Rick R. His family was on vacation in California. They were watching TV in their motel room. They heard a knock at the door. And they ignored it since they weren't expecting anyone and figured they just had the wrong room. The knocking continued, and whoever or whatever was outside the door started growling. I get goosebumps. hate this. The man shouted that they had the wrong room. The knocking stopped for a second, then started again, along with a woman shouting, let me in, in a monotone. How do you shout in a monotone? I could show you, but it would ruin the recording. Okay, great. But then they heard multiple voices screaming the same thing, let me in, all up and down the hallway of this motel. The man got up and walked to look out the window, and he saw a couple walking in and watched them. The woman of the couple noticed him and looked up, and she had... Black eyes. Black eyes. Soon after, the man went to the reception desk and asked the woman there if she had any idea what was going on, and she said she had gotten no complaints or heard anything. Because she herself had black black eyes. eyes. (laughs) Okay, so I have four more stories. These are all taken from the Thought Catalog article in the notes. If you want more stories that are similar to this, it was an article with 16 different stories. I just picked four of my favorites. But if you want to read more, I love Thought Catalog's collection of stories. They're always really good. So first one is from No Sleep 2012. That's the um, username. So about midnight, this person woke up to their dog freaking out. And the dog was a puppy, so they figured it was just being a puppy, you know, being kind of wild. However, the dog started snarling. So she figured she would open the door, like, to show the dog there's nothing out there. Like, chill out, basically. 
So she opened the bedroom door. They walked to the front door of the house. The dog started barking and jumping around when she went to unlock the deadbolt. And when she touched the metal to unlock it, the dog immediately started whimpering. And the lady felt dread. And she looked out her peephole. She hadn't actually unlocked the door. She had just touched the deadbolt. There were two kids, one teen and one about three to four years old. Really small. She hadn't actually unlocked the door, like I said, or turned on any lights, but somehow the older one knew she was there and said, we have to use your phone. The older one was a girl, and she looked up at the peephole, and the narrator could see her black eyes. Our mother is worried. And the woman started to back away, and she could hear the child still talking. Just let us use your phone. After she took a couple more steps, it became angry. We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. I'll ask again. May we come in and use your phone? Not loving it. Storyteller kept backing up, but she felt compelled to return to the door, because they do that. When she got to her bedroom, she locked the door, and she heard the black-eyed kid calling for her one more time, and she didn't sleep the rest of that night. I don't blame her. Oh, Even- I would have slept like a baby after that. Even if it was like a teenager pulling a trick, I would not have slept after that. Alright, this one is by username No Sleep Trash. There's a dude, half asleep, kind of listening to music with one earphone out because he had a baby and he was just making sure if he could hear it cry if it was crying. And he hears thumping on his porch, thinking it's his outdoor cat. He goes to look, and there's nothing there. So he decided to make some tea, and he's like kind of watching videos in his kitchen area, listening to music. And then he feels this need to look up, and he sees the outline of two kids outside the kitchen window. I don't love it. He had like a porch, and you know you can hear people walking on wood outside? Mm-hmm. He didn't hear them, and he was in the kitchen. So he would have heard somebody approaching, and he heard the thumping again, which was them knocking. And he had this horrible feeling of dread. He slowly snuck into his baby's room. He felt like maybe it was people looking for his cousin who stayed with him. He said specifically, it was probably stoners. So he got to the baby's room and he realized the thumping had moved from the kitchen to two separate bedroom windows in two separate rooms. They were knocking at exactly the same time. And one of them, of course, was his daughter's window. And he was horrified. Basically, at this point, he was mad because his baby was sleeping. And, I mean, I'm not a parent, but. You cherish the times when you get them to sleep. Yes. So he went out the kitchen door to chase them away. And when he opened the kitchen door, they were there. They moved very quickly, apparently. Um, It was two boys, about 10 and 11. The storyteller said that he felt like vomiting because of the fear and the smell of mold. They asked to use his telegraph. Telegraph, specifically. He noticed their black eyes. And he told them. He didn't try to correct them, which I love. He just said, I don't have service here. (laughs) Which which is kind of smart. Because then you're not teaching them, like, we don't have telegraphs anymore. We have cell phones. So he slammed and locked the door. But before he did, he noticed their faces had turned to an expression of extreme anger. So he went back to his daughter's room and held her, and the thumping began on the windows again, and continued the whole night, and he sat there and sobbed with his babies in his arms, 
And it didn't stop until his wife's alarm went off, and it stopped exactly at the same time. And he told his wife that he just had a nightmare because he didn't want to scare her. Which was nice. Yeah. The next two, my last two, uh, kind of messed me up a little bit. This is by Cutie Patuti. So this is a 20-something walking to her third floor apartment late at night. She could hear kids laughing and whispering, but when you live in an apartment building, you hear all kinds of stuff. You don't really notice it. When she got into her apartment, she said it was muggy, (laughs) so she must be from the Midwest. So it was very humid. She decided to open her balcony door, kind of let some air in and get some airflow. But first she opened the blinds, and there were two kids staring back at her on her third-story balcony. (laughs) And she screams and backs up, and she ran into a table when she backed up, so she (laughs) not only horrified, she also hurt her leg. The older boy said, hey, miss, can you let us in? And he touched the sliding glass door. The youngest never said anything, just looked around. She asked the most obvious question. How'd you get on my balcony? This is a third floor balcony. There's no way to get up there, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, like, a lot of college apartments where you just have that little area, like, right outside, you know. Like a little deck that maybe you can stand up in, but that's about it. Just kind of go out there for a breath of fresh air and can't actually do anything of it. Yeah. She walked closer, and the older one moved closer to where the door would open. Can you let us in? And he seemed to be getting excited. You know, like we talked about, they compel people to do things. She did actually unlock the door. And then looked up. And saw their eyes. And saw their eyes. My question is, how did she not see the eyes before? It could have been, like, if they had a light that was coming from above them, the shadows on their face could have just made it seem like it was just dark, you know? Mm -hmm. So she quickly relocked the door, called the police, and the whole time she was talking to the police, the boy was asking to come in. Yeah, I don't like it. It took the police an hour to get there, and they opened the doors to the balcony and no one was there. But they looked down and they did see two kids running away. How'd they get down? So they figured that her neighbors were, like, in on something, so they went to question them, but there was no, like, update. Last one. This one is my favorite story for a couple of reasons. This is by Hammerhands. So these were two newlyweds. They moved from a small town to a big city. And typically small towns, or like smaller towns even, smaller cities, people knock on your door, you go to the door and see what they want. Yeah. And so 6 a.m. one morning, someone knocked on their door. And the husband answered the door without looking through the people first. And it was a teenager who looked pretty average, wearing sunglasses at 6 a.m. And he was eating an apple, because why not? And one of the questions that the guy that answered the door had was, how did he get there? Because he didn't think about it when he first opened the door. But they had like a patio gate that was really tall. He's like, how did he reach over it? The kid asked if he could come in and warm up. The man told him no shut the door, and locked the chain. The kid knocked again. The man opened the door, and before the kid even could ask, he just said, no. (laughs) He tried to shut the door, and the kid put his hand out and stopped it at the hinges. Ow. And the kid looked up, and he still has sunglasses on, and asked, could I at least get some ketchup for my apple? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Not about you, but ketchup is my favorite apple condiment. Yeah, some people go for caramel. (laughs) Give me the ketchup. <laughs> I don't even eat ketchup on a good day. Or any day. I used to, but anymore, I just... Yeah, I gotta have that fry sauce. That's the one thing Idaho has really converted me to. Anyway, 
So this is an edit of what he actually said. But the man said, F that. Get the heck out of here. My wife is calling the police. The teenager lowered his sunglasses and said, No, you won't be calling anybody. And of course, they saw the eyes then. Man slammed the door and locked it. His wife was horrified. The husband went back and opened the curtains on the window next to the door, and no one was there. So he goes outside, which I can't imagine going outside right after something like that. He checks their patio gate, which again is very tall and still locked from the inside. And when he turns to go back inside, he noticed something on the ground. A half-eaten apple. Interesting. That one spooked me out. Okay, so here's my theory. I think black-eyed kids are aliens, trying to fit in, and they suck at it. <laughs> so they're basically injured colds. Bebas. Disgruntled babies. Yeah. And I think that there's more kids and adults, because people expect kids to be awkward. You know, until you're probably like mid-twenties, people are pretty awkward. I never was. I was super smooth. Yeah, you've always been super smooth since I've known you. But uh, people tend to question adults that are awkward more. You're harassed. You know. So using kids would make more sense, because people expect kids to be weird, and typically they're more kind to children. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think? I don't think they're actually children at all. Either they are aliens in human form, or they are hybrid. I think they're using the form of children, mostly because I think people would be less threatened by a child. Now, I'm pushing six foot three, 260 pounds. If I showed up at some couple's door, can I come in? Can I use your phone? Mm-hmm. No, they wouldn't let me. Especially but, as a man. But if you know some little kid, especially... I think it might depend on the intended target, you know? The elderly couple was more inclined to let some children in. Mm-hmm. Rather than, like, a 20-something. Whereas the guy with the punk eating the apple, <laughs> maybe... <laughs> with ketchup. That could have been something, you know? I mean, they, they moved from a smaller town to a bigger town. Maybe, you know, the punk teen would have been something that he would have been more used to seeing in the bigger town. That's true. But he no, he moved from a small town to a big town. Yeah, yeah, but maybe, you know, that was what he was seeing in the bigger town. Oh, okay. And so they assumed that he would blend in better. The guy wouldn't think twice about seeing this because that's what was common in the area. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I tend to think everything is aliens because aliens... I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was, but it was aliens. aliens. Aliens are, like, the most scary thing to me. I know we talked about this last week. I, I just now realized that you did aliens and this is an alien story. How smart am I? But yeah, if I really want to scare myself, black-eyed kid stories are my favorite stories to read. I don't ever want to encounter one. Because I would probably poop my pants. So I am from a town called Fall City, Nebraska. Population varies from who you ask. I believe the official population is a little under 4,000 or maybe a little over, but when I was there, it was common knowledge that it was about 3,000. Some people claimed it was more like 2,500. Who you talk, you're going to get a different answer. But one thing that that town is known for, maybe not like on a large scale, but locally, I'm going to mention drugs for a moment. So Skip ahead if you want. There's a huge issue with meth. In fact, I just found out 
someone I went to high school with, is wanted in the next county over for meth possession and distribution. So this town is small, mm-hmm. maybe two, three miles from end to end. Mm-hmm. So I lived on one end of town. I lived by the railroad tracks, a couple blocks from it. And I worked at a old-style drive-in restaurant all the way on the other side of town. They were only open in the evenings. In the summer, I would be there till midnight or later, and I would walk home. I already don't like this story. So what, what I am going... Is this a true story? What I am going to say, I have never told another living soul. Is this true? Yeah. One night while I was walking home, I saw a kid, maybe 10, standing in a streetlight with its back to me. I didn't think anything of it. I had my headphones in. It was night. I know that there were drug users around. I'm not saying that the whole town is like a drug den. But at night, when people are out, they've been partying. They're under the influence of something or other. So, you know, I just never got involved with that. I didn't have a whole lot of friends. So I just, headphones in, eyes on what I'm doing, get home as fast as I can. That was about a block or two away that I saw this. By the time I get there, there's no one there. I think nothing of it. People walk around. They don't just stand in one spot forever. Yeah. Well, I pass it, keep going, and I have an urge to look behind me, and that same silhouette is following me. Followed me for about five blocks. And then just vanished. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a black-eyed kid, if it was a tweaker, if it was someone who had been partying and was a little too drunk and didn't know where they were. But where did they go? Where did they come from? I don't know. But I will say that the back streets are not well lit. You have streetlights on the corners. Some of them work, some of them don't, or at least the path I walked. And it could be total darkness between the blocks. So they could have gone into a house. I had headphones in. They could have gotten in a car. I never would have known. Did but, you look behind you, like, constantly while they were following you? Peripheral, yeah. I wasn't going to be that guy that goes, Hi! <laughs> but I would just kind of turn my head slightly out of the corner of my eye. That wasn't the only time that I felt like people were following me as I walked home. But it was a small town. I never really felt like I was in danger walking yeah. around. Did um, you then? I was a little weirded out by it, and I didn't tell anyone. I didn't talk about it. I didn't want to think about it, because I didn't want to be weirded out. But I was not in a a great part of town. Yeah. The town's not bad. It really isn't. But there's a few few areas that can get a little sketchy. That's true of any town, though. Yeah. So what do you think it was, though? I don't know. But there's obviously a reason you decided to tell that now. I was followed for like four or five blocks by what looked like a child. In the middle, it was after midnight. But I was passing an area that had some rough houses, and it followed me through a few blocks of really nice houses that had, you know, more like the traditional safer blocks, I guess. So... Anything is possible could have been a black-eyed kid? I don't know. I never heard anything, but I had headphones in, and that was my grunge era. So I had, like, a, a lot of Nirvana, Pearl Jam, just Very loud as loud as possible. Well, and I have... Like I said in the beginning, there are stories of people that just see them on the street corners. Like one person standing under the light approached these kids that were like staring them down and then they realized, oh, their eyes are black. 
Like, that does happen. But yeah, so it started in a block that was a little sketchier, and followed into a, a nicer part of town, and then just stopped. I don't know what it was. It kind of freaked me out, and I didn't want to think about it for a while. And it's been ten years. Well, thanks for that. I won't be sleeping tonight. Oh, you're welcome. And I won't be sleeping tomorrow after I listen to this episode and edit it. You're only going to listen to it, what, 20 times? At least two times, usually. Last episode, I only did once because I was tired. <laughs> I couldn't make it through another time. But yeah, that was great. Thanks. You're welcome. There's one thing I would like to point out here. Uh, I wasn't the type of person that got spooked easily walking because I started working at this place when I was like 15. And most of the time I walked. And I worked there for seven years. And you're a giant. And I'm a giant. I was 5'10 when I started working there. And uh, about 6'2 and a half when I stopped. Wow. And I was also, when I started working there, I weighed 149 pounds. Oh boy. And that was, it was like a summer job. They were only open like uh, March through September. Yeah, I went in there with like 149, 150 pounds. And by the next school year, I was like 200 pounds. All right. Well, anyway, I think uh, it's about time we wrap this episode up. I'm thoroughly creeped out. But you can find us on Facebook. We have a page and a group. Find us on Instagram or Twitter. Email us at creepylifepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Thomas. But, great news. What's that? You have a weekend off next weekend, and I have the next week off because COVID shut down the school for a while. Big surprise. So, yay. Yeah, I get a staycation. If we just push it three more minutes, we'll hit the hour and a half mark. No. We're going to be done. Thank you guys for listening. We love you dearly. We love you dearly. That is true. You guys are awesome. Can I use your telegraph? Stay creepy. Stay creepy.